Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Cast That Drips Blood. This is one of your hosts, Dead Eye Dave, and joining with me today across the internet is... Maniac Mike. Yay, we're here, and uh, we're doing a review of The Babysitter 2. Um, we did review The Babysitter 1, but I'm sure we'll touch on it a little bit um, for a refresher uh, before going into that review. But The Babysitter 2 is available on Netflix, and uh, we'll be talking about it. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to do what we've been watching. So, Maniac Mike, what have you been watching? Well, I gave up all my movie watching time this week to watch Holliston on Shutter. Awesome. Uh, it just dropped on Shutter, and so I'd watch a couple episodes a night. And seasons one and two <clears throat> were great. Uh, it's a super breezy watch, and uh, surprisingly, a lot of emotional and genuinely touching moments in Holliston that you wouldn't expect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great show. Uh, you know, stars wrote, directed by Adam Green and Joe Lynch, and uh, they played two down-on-their-luck guys trying to make horror movies, <laughs> and uh, they work at a crappy cable commercial station that's run by uh, D. Snyder of Twisted Sister fame, and... Adam Green has an imaginary friend named Odorous that lives in his closet, and uh, he's from Guar. Yeah. Yeah, dude, this, this this show is right up my alley. There's a lot of references and stuff that I love. Not to mention, how can you not love Adam Green? I mean, I know there's some horror fans that don't, but, man, y'all are missing out. I'm sorry. I agree. <laughs> You're missing out on Adam Green. That dude is really a huge fan and a great guy making amazing content really for the horror scene yep I agree he uh, there's a lot of love love, care and compassion that goes into his projects and uh, Holliston is probably one of the best ones and I'm hoping that Shudder can get a season 3 off off the ground yeah I'm kind of hoping so too It'd be pretty neat to see, and I, I think Adam Green would be willing to do it. He's been making quite a few appearances, um, including on the uh, the last drive-in. So yep. um, I have a feeling there might be something coming, especially since Holliston wanted to came on to Shutter all of a sudden, which um, it seems like there might be something brewing with Shutter and Adam Green. I don't know if it's Holliston so. season three, but I kind of hope it is. Yeah, me too. 
And then, uh, so I watched 20 episodes of that, and then I also watched the, uh, the Great Grocery Store Slasher, uh, Intruder. Um, I watched that earlier this week. I don't know why. I just, it was on the wall, so I picked it out. And, uh, it's like, yeah, I'll watch this. And it's a good time. Um, some good cheesy practical effects in it. A very cheesy story, but... It all works out. Uh, Intruder's a good time. The Synapse version is a very good quality if you haven't seen it before. So, I recommend it. Heck yeah, yeah. I like that movie a lot too. I've got the uh, Full Moon release, which I still need to watch to see if it's any good. Um, it came out after the Synapse, and I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I picked it up for pretty cheap, so yeah. I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> Uh, so that's all I've been watching this week alright fair enough you got any shout outs or anything else other than movies to to shout out for the week either eh not really it's been a long week fair enough Um, starting off my list I've got Beetlejuice I did pick up the 4k Um, it looks nice looks really good aside from you know some green screen stuff which does always struggle from like this technology like this era especially when being transferred like to a higher resolution um but they other than that which is very minor and very uh very quick glances of it in the movie the movie holds up remarkably well uh it looks great um all the world building is phenomenal all the stuff that's been said about beetlejuice before uh i did put out a review said i can't believe i haven't reviewed this before since maniac mike pretty much had this one on repeat uh, yep. <laughs> when we were kids, so um, that's true. You, you did have this movie on quite a bit, and I do like it a lot. I uh, I also said that if it were me making the movie, I'd have probably made it just a bit more creepy. But if it were me making the movie, it wouldn't have had the charm that it did for so many people. I think, um, and that's just my only minor gripe with it. I think its horror elements are to me the strongest part, but that's because I'm a horror fan. <laughs> So I, I was like, I want a little bit more of that, you know, on a rewatch. But it, it isn't that type of movie, so I totally get that. But uh, yeah, really good movie overall. If you haven't seen it, it's a safe bet that you'll probably like Beetlejuice. So check it out. Um, I watched Get Duped. I talked about that last week, but I did end up giving that a seven out of ten. Uh, I finally saw what was in the shed. Uh, I got a chance to watch that one. I picked up the DVD. And, uh, yeah, it didn't disappoint. I actually think I like this one just a little bit more than you did. Um, I dig these kind of singular, it, it's not almost like completely a singular location, but it's close. I always like those types of movies that keep it simple, keep their, um, you know, the ideas small in scope because, uh, especially lower budget movies, they just have a better way of, uh, telling a story that way that brings you into it. Uh, I liked some of the writing quite a bit. I liked a lot of what they did here uh, with the shed, so I was pretty impressed with it. I gave it a 7 out of 10, and I uh, do recommend checking it out. It is available on Shudder. I watched Hashtag Alive, a movie that's been getting a little bit of hype. Um, I believe this is a Korean film <coughs> available on Netflix, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's pretty decent. It's a um, another singular location type thing. Basically, a zombie apocalypse happens. And this guy is forced to stay inside. So pretty much a quarantine movie. Um, but in this case with the zombie apocalypse being the reason why. Um, it does slow down because of that. 
but it warrants that with the story that it's trying to tell and it has a lot of interesting things eventually you know he starts going a little bit crazy um, but his neighbor across the uh, street in another apartment complex kind of uh, pushes him out of it and uh, they kind of get a connection and then uh, figure out different ways of communicating and uh, you know transferring items to and from the apartment complexes and then eventually it turns more into a zombie apocalypse more typical movie uh, but it is a pretty interesting approach and uh, I did like it it did enough original stuff that I thought was pretty good to warrant a watch uh, so that's a 7 out of 10 I watched Cat Calls uh, weird that Steady Steve uh, recommended this to me that's uh, <laughs> a bit surprising if I'm being honest um, it's a short story pretty much about a dude who uh, you know finds some ladies and decides to show off his penis uh, to him unwarranted and he gets what's coming to him. Uh, but the way that he gets what's coming to him might surprise you. Um, this is some cat exploitation. Uh, I'm wondering if this is where, you know, the idea from uh, the most recent Cats adaptation came from. And um, yeah, it, it's good. It's a short story, so I do recommend checking it out. It's only like eight or nine minutes. Uh, so not a whole lot of, uh, you know, time to, to waste on it. And it, it's, it's really interesting. So check that one out. Watch The Social Dilemma. Uh, I sent out a text about this one as soon as I got done watching it. This one blew me away. Um, it's a story about uh, society's kind of obsession with social media and, you know, some of the problems that come along with it. Now, I don't think Which is a media, big problem now. It really is. It really is. And, you know, obviously we use social media to, to promote the, the platform. And, and social media is not all bad. And that's what this documentary gets no. into. It's a ton of people from the, you know, Silicon Valley type tech industry um, that left the tech industry for moral reasons. And there's a ton of people on here that talk about it. So you get some firsthand accounts. It's pretty, it's pretty creepy. And I think the movie's a bit sensationalist with some of its points about how bad this is, such as, you know, some claims that this could end the world. But it, it's possible, you know, because... Um, it does go into the idea of how much of a social divide social media creates, where you create this group of people that only think like you, to where you begin to think that only the things that these people are saying are what's going on in the world. So you really get a one-sided viewpoint. And then social media takes that, takes advantage of it, uses you and sells you to the highest bidder as far as advertising goes, you know, pushing notifications to get you to constantly be on it at times you're normally on it. Uh, yeah. It's pretty manipulative, and it, it's interesting. So I do recommend checking out the documentary. Again, I think it's a bit dramatic in some of its points, but I happen to agree with them. Uh, and the the thing did actually cause me to uh, delete Instagram and Twitter. I do not use them anymore. Um, and uh, it's just part of part of the thing of cutting out things that I was just wasting time with. You know what I mean, like. You could sit, I could sit there and scroll for 30 minutes and get useless information, or I can, you know, do other things that I enjoy more, you know, other than wasting my time, you know, so, and Facebook's only around because of the, the Facebook page at this point, um, <coughs> so, you know, and, and it's just one of those things that, that I think the movie touches on, and it, it's pretty interesting, so I gave that a 9 out of 10, um, it could easily be a 10 depending on who you are, how much it impacts you, again, it's some information that I heard before, but if it impacted me enough to be willing to, you know, get rid of some, you know, social media things that I had a habit of, you know, getting into, um, 
then that's actually a good thing. You know, positive change. That's one of the, uh, honestly, how many documentaries can you say that about? You know, what documentaries forced you to change your, you know, your life? So, um, pretty good stuff. And then I watched The Babysitter, which we'll get into. Um, and then I checked out Spiral on Shudder, uh, the new Shudder original for the week. Yep. I had no idea what this was, um, but it's a really, really great movie. Um, I highly recommend it. Uh, a couple, a homosexual couple, move into a area um, from uh, with their teenage daughter, and pretty much from there, I don't want to give anything away uh, with what this movie is about. It's kind of one of those, you know, small town horror films. You know, creepy things are going on. Are they or are they going on type things? And mm -hmm. uh, it's great. Some good visuals. Uh, great performances and character writing uh, here where you really feel for the characters. And uh, by the time that this movie comes around, um, you're really rooting for them and uh, what's going on. And the movie goes there. It's, it's pretty dark. And um, the movie did leave me feeling that sense of dread that great horror movies can, can make you feel and um, you know it, it definitely left a, uh, an impression on me so I do recommend it I gave it an 8 out of 10 I think this is a, a strong candidate for honorable mentions of horror list this year so I, I do 100% recommend checking this one out cool um, very strong movie from Shudder yep Shudder's their 61 days uh, of Halloween they've got some stuff that uh may shock us on there that of, of how good it is and spiral was uh, one of them that i've been meaning to catch out i know a lot of people had some issues with oh it's movies we've never heard of or these independent films and then this one's come out and it's got pretty good reviews so. yeah i mean you're gonna always get people complaining no matter what you're gonna do you know if it was only older movies older big classics it's like i already own that movie why would i want to yeah. watch it on shutter you know, you're, you're always going to get complaints. I would rather have these types of movies personally. These movies that they pick up, these Shutter originals, always turn out, at the very least, to be notable in some way. I've not yep. seen one that wasn't worth my time. Um, I've never watched one go, yeah, I wish I didn't waste my time with that. And that's a huge seal of approval, you know, given how many uh, originals they've put out. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we, we've talked about that. Uh, this one would be somewhere on that list. It's that good. So um, cool. if you want to go back and check out our Shutter Originals list. And from there, uh, really the only other things I've got to shout out are, of course, you can check out our and uh, view how we're doing on our Fantasy Football League. I don't want to um, talk about it. Yeah, neither one of us want to talk about it because we lost. <laughs> last week. Um, but uh, we're hoping for a bounce back game this week. And uh, that's just the way things go. Uh, but I also want to give a big shout out to something I didn't know of until um, very recently. And that is that uh, there's an app right now called Gimme Metal. And uh, I'd never heard of this. And it's basically a curated XM style music station. And it has guests from different parts of the uh, kind of more underground metal scene. Now this isn't for like the metalcore, um, like metalcore only listeners. This is Definitely for people that are into, you know, there's some metalcore playing on there, but like power, you know, power metal, thrash metal, death metal, you know, black metal. They're really, they're really in there underground and uh, just kind of true like heavy metal. I hate to use that phrase, but it, it does seem to be curated to the hardcore metal fans. But if you are, it's a great 
service. I love it. I've been using it all the time. Uh, they've got cool DJs, which I, I think is a missing art, you know, in today's radio world, having good yeah. DJs, which, frankly, I just don't like the radio stations around here. So if you miss that radio station type vibe, but want it with a death metal twist, man, it doesn't get better than that. So I, I'm really impressed. And they also offer a vinyl service, like where kind of like that you get a vinyl every month or whatever, you can get that and all sorts of cool benefits uh, with the with the thing. So 100% recommend checking it out. If you're a metal fan, and I have a feeling quite a few of these horror fans that are listening are. So uh, check that out. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, <laughs> um but yeah, we're going to go right into our review, I guess, uh, of The Babysitter 2. Uh, but before that, just a refresher on The Babysitter. Have you uh, revisited this one recently, or have your thoughts changed since uh, originally reviewing it? Uh, I watched The Babysitter, the original one here, probably about a year ago now. Um, and no, my thoughts hadn't changed. It was still a fun, kind of comedic slasher film. Uh, with with a lot of cult aspects and it has a lot of nods, a lot of winks to its its history. I think it uh, deals with a lot of stuff very well, and um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's I, well I acted. Agree. Uh, it's from a director that a lot of people uh, tend to make fun of. You yep. know, um, I don't think he's terrible. Um, I kind of like his style, but I, I'm definitely into that weird, frenetic, almost random style mm-hmm. that the director has. And um, This not, one is much more his style than the first Babysitter was. I agree. The first one had glimpses of that um, type of thing. This one is full on, you know, let's get weird. Yep. <laughs> um, and it, it works. I can see how that wouldn't appeal to everybody. Um, but for me, it worked 100%. Uh, so I guess we're just going to go right into our uh, Babysitter 2 review. Um, I, I still think the same of the Babysitter. Uh, I kind of watched it in the background before this review, and uh, I, I do really still still think that's a great movie mm-hmm. um, in its own right. Uh, but after watching it, I, I do think that I like this second one more, actually. I think there's um, a little bit more that I liked here. Uh, than the original movie um again mostly the style but um we'll get into that there's a i I kind of agree with you here okay and i I will just a little short spoiler for our discussion here in a few minutes i think number two is more fun than the first one yeah it's a lot crazier and um i think this one will appeal to a lot more people yeah, I, I think it might too. Um, you know, it, it's very. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call this like a deep, you know, horror title. You know, it's very no. over the top, mostly comedy. Um, but that isn't necessarily a bad thing. And like you said, it's going to appeal to a lot of people because of that. And um, it makes for a strong film. And yep. It's very different, you know, than the first one, in a lot of ways. Mostly because Samara Weaving isn't the lead cast in this. It's the kid, you know, um, the kid from the first one. He's now a high schooler. So now you get to see him go through high school problems with him pretty much being labeled as crazy because no one wants to believe him that a satanic cult wanted to sacrifice him. Yep. Uh, so, and, and the movie touches on that where 
it's like, yeah, I shouldn't have brought that up. I should have just shut my mouth. But now the, you know, know that now the door's open, and I can't really go back. <coughs> and, uh, so not only are the kids making fun of him, his parents don't believe him. Uh, nobody believes him, and he's gone crazy. So he's got to talk to this psychiatrist, who's great, by the way. The scenes he is of this funny. movie he's in, <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> Um, whose advice is pretty much you need to get laid. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's cure. the school nurse slash guidance counselor. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and like I said, that the, the weird, absurd humor is here throughout the entire film. That's just one of the examples of it. Um, where it's just this really crazy sense of humor, almost random, um, definitely intentional. But you know what you know what I mean? Where it's like oh, yeah. it's just really strange and out there. Um, so there's that, and then there's a new cast member uh, for this movie. Uh, quite a few actually, but um, there's an interesting character who kind of just shows up at school, who's got one of the weirdest and most absurd senses of humor I've ever seen. I think her name is Jenna Ortega. Yep, um, she, she plays is, Phoebe. Yeah, she is great in this movie. <laughs> and it's so wild. Um, her sense of humor pretty much from the get-go is this crazy person who just doesn't have a care in the world. I, I think your introduction to her is pretty much like her saying she's crazy and that she just missed her period. So, I mean, that's yep. pretty much the opening you know, lines from her. And you're like, okay. you know. So, And you I'll don't know about- if she's playing or if she's serious until much later on in the movie. Yeah, yeah, you have no idea um, where she's coming from. And that's kind of the thing with this movie. You don't really know where it's going. And I don't want to spoil the plot because I had no idea that the movie would take the turns that it kind of did. And that helped out the movie a lot, in my opinion. If you've seen the first one, the the plot will be very recognizable. It's, It's recognizable in the sense that yeah the story is the way that it plays out is similar but the locations and everything else and the way that it happens is so much different that it creates a very original vibe that separates itself enough from the first one to make this 100% worth watching oh yeah I I agree it's 100% worth watching Uh, the the location change now they're like uh, on a kind of a party lake in the desert and uh, which is a is a pretty fun area and concept to explore, especially with a bunch of teenagers that want to go out and party and get drunk. Yeah. And um, which is exactly what they do <laughs> yeah, for the most part. But yeah, uh, it, it, it creates its own tribulations that uh, a movie that wasn't set in this area couldn't do. Yeah. No, I hear you for sure there. And, um, you know, it's, we're trying to dodge around spoilers here a little bit. Yep. Um, because, again, I don't really want to give away, like, where the movie eventually goes. But the cast here, I think, is used way better. I think is one of the best things. Because the movie gives you a lot of the complaints that I had with the original movie. You know, it gives you more of the parents. You know, like, what's going on with them. Because the original one was just... <laughs> They were barely in it at all. And they were just yeah. weird. And you're just kind of like, what's their deal? 
like, because the whole situation of them leaving in the original movie is just strange, <laughs> and you kind of get you kind of get an explanation of who these characters actually are. Um, you get you know more of an explanation of who his uh, female friend was, you know, in the original movie. You know, you get a little bit more of her story, and it just works. This movie actually bounces around a lot of different horror subgenres. And uh, it makes for a great time overall. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, it's de- it's definitely worth a watch. And in my opinion, the uh, the Babysitter 1 and 2, those may be the best kept hidden secrets of Netflix right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're just a lot of fun. Definitely. I, I agree. Um, I, I mean... I think some horror fans dismiss them because of the comedy nature. There's a lot of people that don't like comedy horror. I'm sometimes in that boat. It just really depends. It's very hard to pull off, but I, I've liked both of these, really, uh, yep. quite a bit. I found them both to be very entertaining and uh, interesting throughout. And uh, speaking of which, we haven't even touched really on the horror. The gore is insane in this movie. Absolutely wild. There's just a hint of CG in it at times and then and then it eventually gets to quite a bit of CG um, yeah but most of the kills are at least somewhat practical so I could decapitation definitely... by yeah. skate or not skateboard de- decapitation by surfboard yeah there's uh, some wild stuff in this yep. movie that was my favorite yeah that one's cool um probably a hook kill early on which is, is sounds a little basic it kind of comes out of nowhere, and I was like, yep. "Oh, okay, I'm down with that." You know, and, and the movie's just go- really gory, uh, surprisingly graphic. Uh, the original one was pretty gory too, but I think this one ramps that up quite a bit. Um, but it gives it a good over-the-top tone, and it fits it. It never really goes over that line to where it's nasty. And I think actually the CGI helps it just a bit with some of the gore in it because it helps it look a little bit more cartoony and over-the-top. Which mm-hmm. helps the tone of the movie because you know you don't want to make a movie like this serious at all because um, that's just not the tone of the movie and if yep. the gore looks too realistic you're definitely going to get the wrong vibe from the movie if that makes any sense yeah I agree um, our kind of you know Samara Weaving played B in the first one and we kind of get a replacement for her character in this one um, and I, I'm not going to say who it is you find out who it is rather quickly but it's still kind of a a spin on some characters compared to the first one so I'm not going to say exactly who it is but I have to say she did really well Um, I enjoyed her portrayal and her character and uh, I I think she she lives up to the series uh, especially with Samara Weaving setting that precedent in the first one yeah definitely Um, those were some pretty big shoes to fill and I think uh, this young lady did well yeah, I agree for sure. Um, the characters are different in the way that the dynamics, you know, of how those characters would have to operate are different. You know, you know I, I don't want to give anything away, so it's kind of yeah. hard to get into that. Um, but, yeah, they're just different dynamics because the characters are different and their relation to um, the main character in the movies is different, um, especially given that he's aged quite a bit. Because um, I think this is three years after... I want to say it's crazy to think the babysitter came out three years ago. What? The yeah, I know. 
Oh, that, that feels like a fairly recent movie. We talk about these movies sometimes, and I'm like, this just came out. And then I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, five years ago. It's yeah. like, oh. <laughs> like, I always get confused with The Witch. I'm like, that movie's way more... Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's I, old now. Yeah, to, to some people, it would be considered old. Um, but yeah, the, the movie has a great style, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about is how weird it gets like there's some editing decisions that go way left field and like they even put filters on the movie at some points to, to have it look like it's from a different time period and you're like this is strange but it works it gives it a unique feel and adds to that over the top you can't guess where this one's going tone mm-hmm. that I, I think really just helps these movies along and that's the best part of this movie I mean, you, you get the idea. It's not a complex story. But you never really know exactly what's around the corner with it. And it, and it manages to surprise you every time. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're towards uh, about three quarters of the way in, there's a, a pretty big jump cut scene to something kind of just totally random. And it is pretty hilarious. Yeah, and that's the stuff that I could see some people not liking. But to that I just have to say just have fun with it you know have fun <laughs> a little bit yeah because I mean that kind of stuff just adds to the movie in my opinion you know this movie's crazy it's out there it's weird and it doesn't want to be anything different and uh, you know it's definitely not a frankly if you look at the box art of this movie um, first off I think it's not great <laughs> um, but you yeah it's know not you know what you're getting into I'm looking at this, like, the box art that's on uh, the letterbox page. That's it not really, very good. It looks like a Hallmark movie, um, yep. almost. And don't let that fool you, but at the same time, you look at the box art and take away the cheese, and you're like, yeah, I kind of know what I'm getting into with it. You know, so... And, and the title's weird, too. So, <laughs> so I, I don't know. But it is great. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I give it an 8 out of 10. I, think I gave it a 7 out of 10. Um, it's just very enjoyable. It's a great time. Um, something, especially for horror fans. Uh, mainstream film fans may not like it as much, but, but for horror fans, there's plenty to like. Uh, plenty of blood and gore. It pays homage to, to the history of horror. Um, and it does kind of poke fun at itself and some cliches and stereotypes, just like the first one did. And so a 7 out of 10, definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I would say this one definitely is more like the Final Girls type movie. Yeah. Um, if you've ever seen that, which is fantastic if you haven't. Um, it's a lot more like that um, than it was in the original movie. The original movie was just kind of a spin on the you know whole you know babysitter type horror movie where there's been plenty. Um uh, but this one's definitely more that self-reverential horror kind of spoof uh, with that the babysitter spin on it. And uh, very entertaining. I can't say enough good things about it. So uh, I do recommend watching it. Most people have Netflix by now. Uh, it's worth watching. If you don't, if you're one of the smart people that don't have Netflix, <laughs> yeah, um, then uh, it, it's maybe worth subscribing for a month to catch up on a couple of the good movies that have come out on it which are few and far between, such as The Babysitter, Social Dilemma, and maybe Alive. The Irishman. 
Yeah, the I mean the Irishman. Yeah, if you've if you've been unsubscribed that long, then yeah, you've got a few decent movies to watch. Yep. Um, yeah. No, I I recommend checking this one out. It's it's one of the more entertaining movies I've seen on Netflix in quite a long time. So check it out. Yep, I agree. I, I usually this one that came out on Shutter, but I know the original one was on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, which the the this kind of dropped out of nowhere. I had heard rumors that the second one was coming out. Yeah. And then it just came out. I mean, I didn't see a lot of fanfare or big trailer release or anything behind it. And the first one was a, a pretty good hit for Netflix. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of surprised how they just kind of dumped it out there. Yeah, I am too. And I actually really agree with you on that. I, I think this one should have had a lot more attention given to it and, and maybe it does netflix is weird about their marketing they usually don't market a movie till you know probably about now because i think this movie came out like a like on thursday like last thursday but they usually don't start like marketing a movie until like a week after it comes out which is yeah um but who knows you know we watched it fairly early on um so it could it could be marketed now i haven't been on that in a while um, yeah, it could be but who knows? Uh, but I agree with you. When they these movies come out, you should probably make a bigger deal out of them, because um, you know, they're, they're, like you said, the original one was a hit. I know a lot of people who really liked it. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of non horror fans that have seen it and really dug that film. Yeah, I mean, these these movies have big crossover appeal because of the comedy vibe. You know, they're not uh, terribly scary. And they're a good movie to throw on, you know, Halloween time. It's a perfect time to start watching this kind of stuff if you aren't a horror fan. But if you are, you're listening to the show, you know. And uh, I think it's good for horror fans, too. I think I think it's good for both, you know. This is a good movie. Like, if you've got some friends that don't normally watch horror, you can throw mm -hmm. this on, and it'll be a pretty good time. So, that's uh, my thoughts on The Babysitter, uh, too. Now, is your score the same as it was for the first one? Because that's what I did. I gave the original one an 8, and I just yep. moved I, I the gave score. the first one a 7, and I gave this one a 7, because they're both just kind of neck and neck. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Because I like pieces in the first one more than the second one, and I like pieces in the second one more than the first one. So I can't choose between them. So and when they're both a 7. Then they create a really good hole, you know, to watch these, you know, back oh, yeah. to back. So yep that's 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 it for us um do you have anything else you want to add before we close out the show here uh just getting my halloween preparations ready oh yeah it, dude, uh, i've still i've been spinning wheels bad on my man uh, i have two days of halloween uh i've usually got it made out by now um i'll start getting a list together i've yeah. got plenty of movies to watch so i think i'm just gonna use my challenge to get through my backlog which i need to do <laughs> real bad <laughs> yep i'm only doing 13 again and here's praying that i don't have something come up in my 13 days every year i start it and then i'm finishing it like two weeks late because well last year i got married and had a honeymoon um the the year before that we were working so much at work the year before that we literally were working like 13 14 days in a row with one day off so every year i've either been late or my 13 days has been unfinished and yeah. this year i am 
keeping my fingers crossed and being hopeful that I can finally finish one out. I, I'll be honest, I cheat. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I might watch a couple if I need to. I have the reviews typed out. That's my yep. only tip to get through it because October, for whatever reason, for us always seems to be packed. I don't know what it is about our family, but everything's in October. It yes. just freaking packs in. Everyone's like, oh, great, you know, stuff's starting to slow down. I'm like, what the heck are you guys talking about? It's getting freaking crazy over here. <laughs> well, it's and it's always been. Being big Halloween fans, that that's always going to be the way it is for us, because Halloween ramps up, and then we just want to do more stuff because we like Halloween. Yeah, that's true too. My my house is decorated Halloween year long, uh, but I've definitely increased my Halloween decorations this year, um, and they probably won't go down. So I guess my tradition is going to be make the house more Halloween every year until it eventually just turns into a giant pumpkin <laughs> that I live in. Hey, that would be a good tradition. Every You don't take your Halloween stuff down, but every year you just add one thing to it. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I mean, I have the I have the fortunate, uh, very fortunate that my uh, wife is very patient with me and my love for Halloween because she loves it too. Uh, so I don't have to take down the Halloween decorations, which is, is good. I think uh, I think your wife would be fine with it as long as it stayed, you know, downstairs for the most yes. part. Yep, um, mine would be good your, with it too. You've got your area, uh, so, and then, uh, you know, I've been working on it. I hung up some garland with uh, some pumpkins on it, so I've, I've done that, you know, some nice stuff. I even put a toilet seat cover on, on, my, uh, <laughs> on my toilet for Halloween. So like I said, eventually it'll turn into a pumpkin completely, and uh, <laughs> And uh, that'll be neat. I, I won't yep. have a problem with that. Uh, well, I, I'm planning. Sorry. Uh, a cool thing that I bought was a little Chucky door greeter, too. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. Oh, you're good, man. Um, well, one thing I'm planning on doing is I know trick-or-treating is probably going to be on the DL this year. Uh, so I am breaking out the projector, and as soon as it turns dark on, on not Christmas, on Halloween... Um, I'm going to have some form of socially distanced uh, trick-or-treating um, and going to invite a few people over to, uh, you know, pass out candy to any kids that want to show up and uh, any, obviously any adults that want to bring their kids out for a, a very limited experience. But I'm also going to be showing movies, Hocus Pocus, Ernest Scared Stupid, uh, you know, Garfield's Halloween, Stuff Animal like that. Uh, no, maybe later on in the night. Maybe <laughs> later on. Uh, you know, at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning when nobody's awake. Um, yeah. And, and that includes my neighbors because the cops will be called very quickly on that movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I just want to... I, I know this year's going to be a little bit of a bummer and a downer. And, and we've been moving towards not trick-or-treating for years now and I, I really do think this year's going to be the death of it which is a shame because the tradition of trick-or-treating should be observed uh, and not just because uh, somebody with a sack on their head may come and, and take care of you if you don't obey the, the rules of Halloween but uh there, there's Sam, just some... Sam has a problem with, definitely has a problem with this year. 
Yeah, he he's who, got his work cut out for him. He's he, oh yeah, he goes around, and does his rounds in October. Yep. Um, I, I just think it's a very good tradition, and kids deserve that chance to kind of go out on their own just a little bit. And if they get into a little bit of trouble, so be it. I mean, that is part of Halloween, as long as it's nothing major. Uh, kids should be able to be kids, and taking them to a a parking lot and saying here just get your bag of candy from this one person is not trick-or-treating you know what i mean I, i'm a yeah. i'm a traditionalist when it comes to halloween i am too and i hate to talk crap about it because i think the idea is noble uh for like trunk or treats and stuff like that it seems to be the more common thing to do yep. now um i understand which, why uh, yeah i understand why too um and not only we can't dismiss the fact that not only is it the parents you know I, I do think there's a cultural you know thing with the parents not wanting their kids to be out you know not wanting to get in trouble or not wanting to get kidnapped I mean which is yep. becoming more I think it's over definitely overboard people's thoughts about that happening I think people are letting fear run their lives a little too much these days um, and I'm not talking about coronavirus I, I mean have common sense approaches yeah just in general i do think people definitely react more to the fear of things going wrong but also again with like the social media thing like i don't think kids want to go out anymore you know in a way they want to either just party you know or they're just going to stay at home you know on social media or whatever and do that thing i don't know it's it's weird because kids you know even if they do have the ability just don't seem to be you know riding their bikes and getting into trouble like they used to you know it's weird um yeah soon uh, one of our favorite genres of the kids in peril on bikes that's going to be a classic genre and not a current one yeah yeah pretty soon and uh that's pretty pretty interesting um but like i said halloween's great i don't usually do the whole trick-or-treating thing this is my first year in a new house so i'm really hoping freaking people don't come around knocking on my door bothering me when I, <laughs> well, you're going to be at work that day, aren't you? Or did you take off? I don't know, actually. I'd have to look. Um, most likely I'll be at work. but. Well, um, if you're off, come over to the house. All right, we'll do. But yeah, like, I just do not want to deal with <laughs> with that. Yeah, I, I, I am working that day. Um, so I'll have, hopefully, no one will be coming around anyway. Because I, I get off at like 9, so I'll be home for the majority of it. Oh, uh, well, it's it's going to be an interesting year, but like I said, we're getting prepared. Um, I'll be definitely prepared with a list by then, yeah. hopefully. Um, <laughs> so, good times. Definitely getting ready for uh, Halloween. Uh, Walmart has some interesting stuff out this year. It's better than last year, at least. Well, um, that's because last year they didn't have anything. They, they had a little bit, but it was very little. Um, but the fanfare for, like, movies and stuff seems to be pretty good. Um, there's quite a bit coming out. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they, they had some different sets and stuff uh, coming out with some slips and stuff like that. So check it out. And then the Rob Zombie trilogy I found at Walmart. That was nice. So on Blu-ray, no less. Because I wanted to upgrade my uh, original copies of uh, The Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. I thought about picking that up. It's a good value, and I mean, yeah. the three from Hell's in it too, and they're all on Blu-ray, so it's worth watching. In my opinion. Yeah, they're all three of them are worth a watch, but I think we both agree that the Devil's Rejects 
that is the must-see one out of the trilogy, in my opinion. I think, I think, yeah, I, I'm not going to deny it's the most quality entry. Um, to me, I would prefer to watch House of a Thousand Corpses. It, it's just more my vibe. Um, again, singular location type thing instead of a yep. road trip movie, which road trip movies don't always appeal to me. In fact, very rarely do they. Um, um, but, you know, I, I still love The Devil's Rejects, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, all three movies are great. And, uh, plenty, plenty of stuff, you know, coming out. So, you know, Vestron released some titles. Scream Factory released some titles. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome Severin has a big, you know, big lineup for October. Uh, they, they're doing their uh, Shocktober stuff, and it's it's pretty great, uh, <laughs> including releasing Demon Six. Um, I've seen that. The the Black Cat, also known as from Luigi Cosi, who made. Um, uh, Paganini horror. Um, so I'm interested in that. You know, they got some cool stuff coming out. And Vinegar Syndrome's pumping out some good stuff too, such as Zombie Five, The Killing Birds. So I could yep. I've been asking for that one to get a release. I've never seen it. I uh, have all the other zombie movies. I need that one. <laughs> yep. I can't wait to check that one out finally. But yeah, we're we're kinda of rambled, but I think we're just excited about Halloween. <laughs> I know I am. So uh other than that, do we got anything else we want to add before we close this one off? Nope. Uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Go check out uh, The Babysitter too. Yeah, definitely. And uh, as is the tradition, uh, we'll come up with some sort of franchise review to do this year for Halloween. Uh, I have an work. interesting discussion with you after this is done, David. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. We hope you all have a good one. Take it easy. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends. And uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.